Hello, and welcome to Unknowable, the podcast where we talk about all things mysterious, unusual, or unknowable. I'm Justine. And I'm Gray. This week, we're back. and We're back. We're talking about demons. We are. We're talking about mostly two specific demons, but like yes. sort of demons in general seem like a good Halloween thing to do. Right. Happy Halloween, everybody. We are yeah, happy Halloween. recording this not on Halloween, but I can feel the Halloween spirit in the room today. It is. It's it's close. We're like a week away, so. Right. Yeah, we we just took a long ass hiatus. Yeah, we did. Did not expect it to be that long. I won't lie. No. Nope. Um, I think our last, well actually, Jesus, I think by the time this comes out, no, it'll be just about six months, right? Okay. Because I think our last episode came out like really early May. Yeah. Yeah, so we're like almost, almost exactly six months. Um, yeah, shit just got crazy there mm-hmm. for a bit, and like summer was just starting up, and we just couldn't balance everything. So we were like, let's just take a little bit of time. Yeah. I remember like at some point early on, Nate being like asking me what we were gonna do, and I was like, I really don't want to take more than like a month or two off, like two months at the most. Like yep. I definitely don't want to do more than that. And then here we are. Yep. And, so, uh, you know, pandemic life, you know, one month turns to six. So, yeah. Really quickly. So mm-hmm. we kind of got to the point where we were like, hey, Halloween's coming up. Yeah. This is like the perfect time to, I think our first episode aired not on Halloween, but it was like a week or two before Halloween. Right. Three years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it's like been three years. It's wild. Um, so, yeah, this like felt right. Like Halloween and sort of anniversary-ish time for a noble. So, you know. Right. Yeah. It's nice. Good to Personally, be back. yeah, it's good to be back. We are, you know, fully planning to go back to normal every every other week release. Um, we sort of decided we want to kind of go back, not exclusively, but mostly to our, some of you who have been listening since the beginning, might remember we used to do much more of um, sort of like two-part episodes where we would have a theme of any kind and each of us would pick a certain specific person or story or whatever on that theme and we would like tell each other about it. Um, and we did that here and there, but we kind of got into doing a lot more big topics. And so now I think we're going to try to do more of those two-part episodes with still some big ones thrown in. Oh, yeah. But um, just a fun format so we will be telling each other about two different demons today you'll hear yeah. about but before we do that we're going to talk just a little bit about demons in general which i think gray you've got more of that info yeah well so demons. it's weird because like nowadays you know popular culture is lousy with like depictions of demons from like horror movies and tv shows and stuff where you know, there's all these like sort of possessions by demons and, you know, the way that it's portrayed is almost like demons are this sort of nameless, faceless, like almost like hive mind entity where when it possesses someone, it's just sort of, it's, it's, I feel like sometimes you like learn their name, but most of the time it's just like a generic demon and that mm. demon is super low level and there's not a huge amount of like I don't know, like importance placed on like the identity of the demon. It's more about the identity of the person and just the, the the generic fact that they are possessed. But that's kind of a more modern take on demons 
the demons we're talking about are actual like named demons from before the Bible was written because mm. they are written about in the Bible and are mentioned and sort of as like a, a, a cautionary tale of like, um, you know, cause so like it's sort of like the way that religion worked in the middle East in, you know, pre Bible, pre biblical times, um, was just sort of like each little locality had its own sort of like gods and demons and its own like religious practices, whether that included like sacrifice or burning certain herbs for incense or whatever, each little pocket of civilization or each little city state would have its own gods, own demons. And there'd be like some cross pollination, p- pollination, Polynesian where, um, <laughs> like you know a city over might know about the demons and gods from the other city next door but they still have their own like major you know gods and demons and so you know as you were traveling through the land or whatever you'd become aware of this whole sort of like like when you when you when you start searching like pre-biblical demons there's like dozens of them that are Mm. different like gods demons like it's hard to kind of tell some of them are it's not so much as like pure good and pure evil as we think of like God and the devil. It's sort of like some of these like deities seem kind of shitty or like asked pretty shitty things of their followers. Like for example, sacrificing children. But um, yeah. So, so like when these, when these demons were like, you know, out and about doing their thing or whatever, they're like, you would know who it was like as a, a practicing, I don't even know what, what, what religion i think you would like belong to like the cult of moloch or the cult of baal or whatever um and you would know who you were practicing for and you'd have to do specific rituals for that god or demon so these two demons that we're talking about um justy's going to talk about baal and i'm going to talk about moloch were both sort of um major and or minor demons devils um in the area of Canaan in like mm. the bronze age, it, like moving forward. And we'll see that the end date for some of this is in question. But um, so, yeah, so Canaan was sort of the area that's now the state of Israel, um, a little farther east, a little farther north and a little farther south. But um, it's basically like a loose kind of, you know, it's not like they were like a country or anything. It was just like a collection of, small settlements and um more like a term for like like the geographic region so each of these little settlements would have their own gods and demons um so what is i i don't know anything about Baal. i only i spent my whole time researching moloch so yeah so Baal. okay i'm gonna preface this i'm gonna hope <laughs> at least for my half of this episode that Everybody listening yeah. is like so pumped that we're back that they just like kind of gloss <laughs> over the topic matter because I feel like I feel like I tried real hard <clears throat> and for whatever reason there wasn't that much to find about Bail. I feel oh. like you know when you start find like we've done this with past topics and like oh, yeah. this happens sometimes where there's maybe just not much out there and so you come across articles and like you can tell that article number one you're like okay great you take notes and then article number two you start to read it and you're like oh wow this is like all new information and then you're like nope they just reworded and rearranged (laughs) the first articles information so like fuck yeah it's actually not different um 
And to be honest, there were so many like names and terms that I was just like, what? <laughs> that it all like, eventually it just looked like a foreign language to me. And I was like, I don't mm-hmm. know what the fuck you're saying. Right. So <laughs> I tried. Um, so, uh, okay. So Bale, so that's spelled B-A-E-L. Yep. Um, there's various other spellings. Part of, you know, these things existing as long ago as they did is like, there's different sort of interpretations, like, uh, you know, translated into different languages type of thing. Um, things like this also sort of, I feel like could change. Like we talked a bit about this when we talked about like angels and um, things like that, where it was like different religions would have a very similar belief or like a similar figure but it would be like spelled a little different or pronounced a little different or like things would just be off by a little bit. So I feel like that is kind of in play. So like if you look up the demon bale, you can find eight different spellings of that. Um, also known as Adonai, also known as the principal king of hell and Sick. my favorite great king of destruction. Nice. Dude sounded dope. Right. Um, He's a, I guess I'm just going to say he, I think it's referred to as a he. Um, He is a Christian demon described in demonological grimoires. So that, by the way, is, yeah, I know, a book of magical spells, such as the Lesser Key of Solomon. That was an anonymous grimoire on demonology compiled in like the mid 17th century. Um, As well as Pseudomonarchia Daemonum or false monarchy of demons that contains a list of demons and the appropriate hours and rituals to conjure them. Wow. Like, you know, one of those books where you're like, I would love to check that out. And then you're like, maybe I wouldn't. Right. That would be a bad idea. (laughs) You don't want to read that, especially out loud. Yeah. Not like I'm going to do something by accident. Mm -hmm. Um, And so part of the confusion about researching this, and again, perhaps this is like how much things like this, um, I mean, essentially, anybody listening, of course, knows that, like, the unknowable aspect of talking about demons is, like, the question, as always, of do these things really exist? Um, We don't know. They might. We tend to err on yes. But we know that there are myths and there are stories meant to, you know, conjure all kinds of things in people. So it it may not be a real thing. But anyways... Part of this being translated into different cultures, religions, languages, um, is that a lot of the information can be not always contradictory, but just like just like any story that gets passed along, and like a lot of these right. did get passed along verbally, things change, things get exaggerated, um, things are forgotten and then like made up along the way. So a lot of it is I feel like I could have written like a whole multiple paragraphs on like, you know this demon supposedly had, you know, this many fucking, uh, like soldiers or whatever, like people that they governed or whatever, or this many, or this many, like every article would give you something different. Right. Um, but anyways, he's ranked as the first demonic spirit of the Ars Gotia. That's the, uh, the 72 elite demons of hell. Like you said, there's dozens of demons. Oh yeah. Um, and each of these demons had like their own, noble rankings their own legions that they commanded into battle like i did not realize how intense this was oh yeah it's wild it's like i mean it's just it kind of reminds me of like i mean i'm sure it's the same like idea but like dante's inferno where he's just trying to like create this super well mapped out like vision of hell and heaven yeah and kind of 
transcribing all of these like like human characteristics onto what his idea of hell is and you know who knows whether or not he was right or whether he was just sort of like tripping on ergot while he's writing yeah exactly so it's it's kind of intense to read about this type of stuff because i just like you said like the modern sort of thought of demons is that they're just sort of like anonymous almost like i don't know like almost like a demon just is a shell that just like anything fills like it's just like an evil spirit and rather than like a person like a specific figure um right so that was kind of interesting in reading about this was like oh wow like they had names and like specific characteristics and like um you know skills that they had like things that they were their strengths and stuff like that it was wild right um so yeah he was again the principal king of hell ruled over the east along as being the head of the infernal powers um again different articles he was said to govern anywhere from 66 to 250 legions of demons and spirits he is believed to be the original king of hell before he was dethroned by satan whoa um that's wild i like weirdly could not find any like story on that right of like what happened there um but it basically was talking about like he's a fallen angel turned demon so i kind of was looking into that to see like what's the difference between a fallen angel and a demon uh basically like according to christian mythology demons are or were fallen angels so most of you listening probably know satan himself was an angel at one point um and Baal was sort of among the order of high angels that joined the ranks of Lucifer during the war in heaven and was cast out alongside his cohorts. So they started off as angels and uh, they fucked up. That's fucked wild. Up real good. What a wild story. I know. So he's described as a, quote, hoarsely voiced king. Huh. I don't know why I love that so much. Right. I love it. Um. Or sometimes described as like a soldier rather than a king. Um, with, again, many legions that he ruled over. He's said to carry ashes in his pocket. What the of course. fuck, man? Like, <laughs> why does that all give me the creep so much? Like, He's got this uh, hoarse voice and he's just got ashes in his pocket. Like, what is up, dude? It's like a great scene from a movie <laughs> that you could put together where you're like in a bar drinking and some guy comes in yes. and he has like a wicked horse voice and tells you some weirdo fucking story. And then like, as he's pulling yeah. out like his money to pay for his drink, like a bunch of ash pours out of his pocket. You're like, Oh shit. That was yes. the king of hell. That was, yeah, that was fucking bail. I don't know. That just like, yeah, it, it weirdly did hit me like that. Like it hit me like I was seeing it in a movie. I was like, Oh, that's like such a specific weird thing oh, that yeah. I just immediately pictured it. Um, and good timing on this episode because, according to some demonologists, his power is greatest in October. Sick. So, yeah. Um, a lot of things talk about what he looks like. If you Google the demon Bale, you can find a lot of, like, weird-ass sketches of what he supposedly looked like. Uh, the Lesser Key of Solomon describes him as appearing in the form of a cat, toad, man, some combination thereof, or other shapes. Huh. Um, which is kind of like, okay. Like, <laughs> or any, just anything. Just whatever. <laughs> whatever he wants. Uh, while the Pseudomonarchia Daemonum states that he appears with the heads, like three different heads at the same time. He's got a cat head, a toad head, and a human head, like all in a row. 
And he's also said to have spider legs. So if you can picture that. Oof. Nope. Which like All set nobody that. should. Nobody should. Wow. But yeah. Uh yeah, he's attributed to uh with teaching science, granting invisibility, and making people wise. So like doesn't sound all that bad. Doesn't, that doesn't sound bad. Like, I mean It doesn't sound bad. Hmm. I know. I'm like reading this and I'm like, okay, like what's what's the bad part here? He's got some soldiers. All right. Yeah. So does America. And he's he's teaching people science. I don't know. Hmm. Um there's a French occultist and demonologist who lived until the late 1800s, uh, Jacques Colin de Plancy. I'm sure I'm butchering that. As you Close know. enough. Yeah, I hope you all missed us horribly butchering like foreign words. Oh, yeah. It's great. Um, but he sort of wondered if Baal is the same as the Canaanite deity Baal. I don't know. B-A-A-L. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's a whole separate story for a separate day, but Mm -hmm. there seems to be some overlap and it would make sense again, if he's a fallen angel, that that could have been a deity that then fell from the ranks of heaven and ended up in hell. And now it's this demon. Um, Right. Well, but yeah, a big part of this too is sort of like, this is all pre sort of like Judaism and Christianity. And then when, you know, the, this area of Canaan, like the Jews, kind of like took over and like they started to worship Yahweh, like the one true God or whatever. There was a lot of sort of like retconning of these stories where it was like, Oh shit. Now we have to worship the one true God and we can't have multiple gods. So we have to like fit these old beliefs into our new beliefs. And so there's sort of probably this retconning of like, Oh yeah. Like we used to worship this dude, but now we have to pretend like he's bad. Cause it's, you know, we can't worship false idols. So we have to make him into like a demon and like he can, he can be like a King of hell and be powerful in hell but he can't be like in heaven because there's just one God. You know what I mean? Mm. I think that's kind of well, yeah, which, some of his weirdness. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's interesting because um, again, I'm probably butchering. I don't, I really don't know if this guy's name is actually pronounced ball. Hey, that sounds close enough though. Not great. But, uh, but yeah, that was an important God and it was, they were often portrayed as the primary enemy of the Hebrew God Yahweh. So that's like an interesting little link there that like, if, Baal was this Canaanite god originally that was the enemy of Yahweh, that that could be uh, kind of a interesting little part of the story there. Right. Um, Christian Baal, so to say. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But that word, the word Baal, B-A-A-L, um, also was applied to several deities um, because the word itself means Lord. Huh. So... That was also sort of, again, like part of the confusion of doing this research, like not having too much experience with demons was like, (laughs) there was a lot of overlap between Baal, this demon, and then like that word, like this generic sort of deity word. And it was kind of like tough to filter through to be like, I'm not exactly sure what overlaps and what doesn't. But that, that is Baal. He sounds like kind of an interesting dude. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, sounds, sounds pretty neat. Sounds, Sounds like, like a, guy. a neat guy. I don't necessarily want to meet him anytime nope. soon, but you know, he's he's got some ashes in his pocket, which I'm very curious about. Interesting. It's wild. I'd love to know the story of that. So, right. Yeah. So who who you got? Well, so my like god, demon, deity, whatever you want to call him, um, is known as Moloch or Molech. So again, we're dealing with a uh, a Canaanite sort of 
deity or demon. And there is also debate, um, like, like you said, about how Baal can refer to like just the generic term for like a lord. Um, there is some scholarly debate as to whether Moloch is a distinct sort of like individual demon or if, you know, Moloch is the derivation of like a verb, which means to sacrifice children. So it's sort of like, is Moloch Ooh, its own well. deity or is it just like the concept of sacrificing children? Because Moloch has been known as a deity to whom you sacrifice children, but there's been, there's scholarly debate. It's basically seems like more people are leaning towards the fact that it's just like a generic term for sacrificing children, but there's also a, a sort of dedicated group of people who also refer to it as like him as a, as a, an actual demon, um, referenced Hmm. in the Bible several times. So Moloch is, um, sort of, he was a, again, pre, pre Yahweh God of the people who would eventually become like the Jews. So like, like, like the Semitic peoples, um, right around the same time as like Baal, Baal there. Um, there's not a huge amount of information about his sort of like demeanor. There's more of a, a emphasis placed on how you worship Moloch, which was, you know, cause like at, at, at this time I was reading about how, um, you know, they find like the foundations of old houses from, you know, the area of Canaan from around this time period. And there would be donkeys, like donkeys bodies buried underneath it. And their thoughts are that oh, it's basically cool. like, okay, I'm, I'm going to build my house on this plot of land. I'm going to sacrifice the donkey to whichever God I pray to and then bury that dead donkey in my foundation. And that will bring me good luck in this house. So Jesus. sacrifice is like a huge thing at this time where it's like sort of, if you revere and respect a God and you want them to smile upon you, you sacrifice something to them. And the sort of more valuable, the thing that you sacrifice to them is the more you are worshiping them. So at this time period, one of the most valuable things in your life would be a child because you're just this sort of like farmer nomad who needs to like harvest crops or like, you know, work the land or whatever, take care of your sheep. So having a child is essentially like having more labor to help you do what you need to do to stay alive. So a child would be an incredibly valuable thing. So sacrificing your child to a God would be like the ultimate sort of like sacrifice and would be showing like the utmost respect. So the idea is Moloch was such a powerful sort of deity at this time that you would sacrifice your children to him in order to have like good fortune, which is why I'm not super, why I was saying like, it doesn't seem, it's not super clear to me. Like is Moloch like a God or just like a generic deity or like a demon? Like it's hard to, Again, I think the whole like demon terminology comes from a Christian retconning of these people as like, oh shit, we have to pretend like they're bad now because we have the one true God, Yahweh. So yeah, it seems like people liked Moloch and wanted to worship him and like sacrifice their children to him. So like clearly like you're doing that not necessarily just out of fear, but also like out of the hope of like good things too. So it's complicated. It's weird. And yeah you know, potentially also just like, like the, the generic concept of sacrificing your children to a deity. So like you could have potentially, I don't even know what the verb would be, but like you could have Moloch to your child to Baal or yeah. Pazuzu or some other like Canaanite God, um, depending yeah. on your scholarly perspective. So 
that's kind of like the most information about Moloch because Moloch's tale isn't super interesting in his time. It's sort of how Moloch has evolved over time that I found to be interesting because Mm. again, so this is pre Christianity. This is pre, this is like bronze age Canaan. So the bronze age was 3300 BC to 1200 BC. So, you know, up into roughly a thousand years before the time of Jesus so this would be, um, you know, he's ref- Moloch is referenced in Leviticus in the Old Testament of the Bible as like a bad thing. Like basically almost like uh, like the word Moloch came to mean something that was just like a a faceless evil that was like consuming in some way. Like it became almost like a generic term. Like we'll see some um, like many literary figures have referenced like a Moloch and they aren't referencing you know, the Canaanite god Moloch, they're referencing just like a generic term for like a a, a dangerous thing that's going to be like consuming something. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah. So, that, you know, it's referenced in the Bible several times very negatively. Um, and he, the, the concept of, you know, pre-Christian Jewish people sacrificing a baby to this pay essentially pagan god doesn't doesn't look good when you think of how anti-semitic the whole world is and always has been um because the, basically this whole concept of moloch has morphed and just turned and just snowballed into this awful sort of conspiracy theory over time that we will see leads us to the present day um so i just want to say like straight off the bat like we're not anti-Semitic. We're not saying that any of this is true. It's more just like, this is the story as it has evolved over time. Um, yeah, which exactly anybody who has spent any time in like conspiracy circles, you'll know that it all goes back to the Jews when people start getting deep into like conspiracy theories, which is one of like the, the most annoying parts of being like into conspiracy theories is like, you're like on board, like, yeah, like the mud flood, like that's super interesting. And then it's like, and it's because of the Jews that it all like happened. And you're like, oh damn. See, I was like so far. I was like, that was a great story. And then you had to bring it back to the Jews. So, oh yeah. Everything comes back to like either the Jews or like some racist shit. Like there's always some shit where you're just like, God damn it. Like, and then, yeah, it does feel like if you even like a little bit subscribe or like, I know you might get into this a little bit, but the like QAnon thing, it's like if you get a oh, little yeah. too far into it, people start to assume like, oh, if you believe like any conspiracy theories, then that you like either subscribe to these really problematic belief systems or you're like anti-science, like anti-vaccine. And it's like you can right. also just think the stories are interesting and right. think that there's like some cool truths in there, but like not subscribe to like everything bad in the world happens because of Jewish people. Right. Right. We definitely do not. No. So yes, like good preface to say this is part of this story as it's like unfolded in yes. the world, but we do not subscribe to these no. particular beliefs. And it's, it's honestly something that I wanted to talk about too, because I think going forward, it's good, you know, for people listening to sort of start to understand if you're going to do these sort of, you know, dive down these rabbit holes on the internet of like weird conspiracy theories and demons and stuff. You kind of have to know when you get to a point where it's like, okay, I've crossed the line from like, this is like a fun, interesting conspiracy theory to read about. And then know when you've crossed that line into like, Oh, I'm on like a, a white supremacist like website right now. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You get there quickly. Um, especially in the time of QAnon, which we'll get to in a moment. 
unfortunately. Um, so yeah, so this concept of, you know, the idea that like, quote, the Jews are quote, sacrificing children to a God or demon or whatever, doesn't look good, especially as time progresses, the Christian era happens, and there's this really weird sort of strain of Christianity um, that people like Mel Gibson subscribe to, where you essentially blame the Jews for the death of Jesus, that it's like their fault that Jesus was killed, and therefore they're, the Jews are like a cursed people or whatever. Um, mm. And that kind of morphs over time into a sort of conspiracy theory slash like just generic concept at this point of the idea of like a quote blood libel. So it's the idea that the Jewish people over time need to sacrifice Christian children to get their blood to make the um, like to make bread for Passover and that the key ingredient to that Passover bread is Christian blood. And just let me just say straight out, like this is all nonsense. This is all factually wrong and has been proven over time and that it's just sort of like the classic so how it evolved was like every city town civilization there's always just going to be like kids that die mysteriously or go missing for a myriad of reasons you know kids are dumb they go out and do dumb shit or there are legitimately awful people who do awful things to children um but when this happened in like medieval europe you already have this sort of inbuilt hatred of the Jews from the Christians because of the sort of like them having you know, the, the the concept of like Jews having killed Jesus. So you already hate the Jewish people and then a kid dies mysteriously in the woods. And so they started to blame, Oh, it was the Jews. It's this thing that they have to do every few years. They have to sacrifice a Christian child to do their whatever weird rituals. Um, and it all goes back to like, the idea of Moloch where they're sort of like the idea is they're sacri- they're like the Jews claim that they only worship the one true God Yahweh, but really they still worship this, you know, bronze age demon Moloch. And they always have been in secret and they're just trying to hide it from us because they know that like the idea of sacrificing children is like a horrible thing and we would never be on board with it. So there's still in medieval churches, this was a big thing in like medieval Europe, um, in medieval churches where they were building a ton of like churches and, um, well, yeah, in medieval, in medieval churches where they're building churches. Um, okay. in, <laughs> just circled right back around. I, dude, I, I gotta get back on my horse. I gotta, I gotta get back into this whole podcasting thing. Um, yeah, cause we, we were so smooth before. Yeah. 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 Right. We were so flawless. So before. flawless. Even rustier now. So flawless. Um, so yeah, in these medieval churches that were built, there are stained glass depictions and like carvings of Jews sacrificing children, Christian children out on altars. Like you can go into Ooh. churches in like the Netherlands right now in France, like right now. And there's still these awful caricatures, like the most racist anti-Semitic depictions of Jewish people standing around an altar, sacrificing a Christian child that you can go wow. and see right now that's still up because it was such a big thing in like the medieval times. So this just sort of snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. If you look up the blood libel, like if you look up like the conspiracy theory of blood libel, you'll see that there's like, you know, dozens of examples of like children that have died throughout, you know, f- going all the way back to like medieval times all the way up until like 2006 where children have died in some way in a community and the idea of like blood libel has been brought up and the idea is like, oh, 
a Jewish person killed this kid because of blood libel. So it's not like this has gone away in any way, shape, or form. It's a big thing, and it's it's both xenophobia, where you're just afraid of anybody who's different than you, and so like you hate Jewish people not necessarily because they're Jewish, but just because they're different. But then there's also like a very specific strain of anti-Semitism that goes with blood libel. So stay with me. I'm gonna bring it back to Moloch. I promise. Um, no, this is intense. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna be going down this it's rabbit really hole when I started reading about him. No, a Bronze Age demon. <laughs> Um, yeah it's amazing so yeah so you know fast forward to you know the ascendance of nazi germany blood libel is going to be a huge thing for the nazis because what better sort of myth to go back to like they always talk about like fascists are really good at creating myths that you can sort of hold on to and believe in and like you know be get behind to like move forward your cause so Hitler and you know the Nazi party in like the build-up you know so like in the 1930s as anti-semitism was ramping up they would talk about the blood libel and they would just kind of bring it up casually as if it was a fact like there was a couple a couple times where they brought it up specifically in the case of children dying that it would oh might have been the Jews um and it became sort of cemented as like a, a fact of anti-semitism along with like the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, which was a document that was purported to be the meet, like basically the minutes from a meeting. Like, so someone's just sitting there writing down as these quote unquote, like high level Jews are talking about their plans for world domination. So the, the Protocols of the Elders of Zion was supposed to be like a guy sitting there writing down the plans of these powerful Jewish people, um, which is, it's all, it's all fake. Again, it's all been proven to be incorrect and has been proven to be propaganda um, against the Jews. So you have the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, you have this blood libel thing. And so there's this undercurrent of anti-Semitism where you believe that the Jews secretly control the world and that also they're sacrificing children to this, you know, Bronze Age deity in order to like keep their power and stay youthful and like <clears throat> whatever you want to tack onto it. So those two sort of ideas, the blood libel and the Jews running the world brings us to, you know, through it, you know, it gets, you know, it wends its way through the 20th century up until modern day when you have the advent of the, the conspiracy theory known as QAnon. So QAnon, Woo. for those who don't know. Yeah. QAnon. Why does everything fucking come back to QAnon? Because, dude. QAnon has become just like this umbrella catch-all, like, no, nothing is turned away from QAnon. Nothing is like, no, that's too crazy for us. Everything is just, oh, yeah, you're totally right. That's probably part of it. Every single conspiracy yeah. theory from Flat Earth to, um, it's terrible. to like, anti, really anti-Semitic stuff. But for those who don't know, QAnon is this wild conspiracy theory that there's a global cabal of powerful people, including presidents kings um actors politicians who secretly control the world and they have to harvest this substance known as adrenochrome which is like essentially your brain producing adrenaline in your in your brain um they have to harvest adrenochrome and then take adrenochrome to stay young and stay alive 
and everybody from Barack Obama to the Queen of England to, um, you know, Boris Johnson in the UK, they're all part of it. They're all in on it. They're all, you know, you have to like, like basically molest or like abuse children in order to like get them to produce this adrenochrome. And then they're harvested in these like underground labs that are secret and that Donald Trump is actually the secret. Like it's, it's so Jesus. sprawling. There's so much going on that Donald Trump is, is like shit. the, the, the savior of humanity. And he's the one who's been fighting against all of these pedophiles and stuff. And it's, it's insane. Oh my God. Like it's so stupid. Fuck? And I, and it's a great story. Like if you read the like, lore on it, they've like, yeah. it's a great story, but it just starts to get sad when you realize that people like have stormed the U S Capitol because of QAnon when it's just clearly right. just some stupid people on fucking 4chan and 8chan who just like realized that people that they were getting like engagement from these posts and then it blew up into essentially like mainstream republican politics at this point but yeah it's completely absurd we have already denounced QAnon yes once before i think actually in the mud flood episode we were like yeah, yeah. this oh, yeah. goes into QAnon a bit and we fucking hate that shit so yeah if you're listening and you're like a believer in QAnon, like, I'm not sorry. No. <laughs> I'm not sorry. QAnon is batshit. It's damaging. Crazy. It's dangerous to, like, U.S. democracy. And just the premise that Donald Trump, like, famous multiple rapist and child molester and person who said that he would, like, fuck his daughter and billionaire elite who has a golden he literally has like a golden toilet i'm pretty sure that he is the <laughs> one who is fighting corruption even though he's the one he was he lived like a couple a couple houses away from jeffrey epstein and has been photographed more than right. like anybody with jeffrey epstein along with um oh, yeah just and just i'm not playing favorites fucking bill clinton 100 definitely was part of the whole jeffrey epstein thing too there's real yeah Ch child trafficking going on and yeah it was probably donald trump was probably involved he's not fighting the deep state he is the deep state he is the corruption he is the one that we should be like <sighs> anyways there's just <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it's so frustrating how i feel because when well, it's like really distracting like when people fucking co-opt these fucking like save the kids yes bullshit hashtags right. for their QAnon crap it's like completely distracting from like you said the fact that there like is real child sex trafficking like there right. is this happening all over and it's like just not for the reasons that people think people are right. not harvesting this fucking chemical from these kids like there actually are kids being trafficked and there are kids being abused and raped by men in power all over the place including donald trump and jeffrey epstein and all kinds of people and yes like celebrities and yes politicians on both sides like it's mm -hmm. not just a republican thing but like no. when we turn save the kids into some shit where like now if you search that on fucking instagram or whatever you're gonna find mm -hmm. a bunch of QAnon crap like right. that's completely distracting and like muddying the waters of something that actually needs to be taken care of and not this bullshit where they thought like the fucking storm was coming and everybody was like yeah. shocked when biden was fucking like inauguration day they were like wait i thought they were coming to like arrest everybody like you guys are fucking yeah. so deep into this shit like it's not mm -hmm. not even okay anymore no and it's like it's actually really sad when you get into individual because it's i mean you know i would like to laugh at people who are like the like the grifters the people who are like coming in and like influencing these people in QAnon who are just trying to make money off of it like fuck those people but like the average QAnon believer is just like 
a fucking mom who, you know, during lockdown spent too much time on Facebook and got radicalized on the internet by like QAnon posts and stuff. It's like, it's just super sad. And oh yeah, they were like the people that were genuinely disappointed when that shit didn't happen and were like stunned and like embarrassed. And they were like, Oh my God, like my family is ashamed of me. Like nobody will talk to me. And like the shit that I believed in didn't even happen. And they were like, Thankfully, I think some people were shaken out of it when that went, you know, oh, yeah. not the way they thought it was going to. But yeah, it kind of like reading some of those, like I went into it thinking like, oh, this is going to be hilarious to see these people like, yeah, like knocked off their horse. Like, oh, there actually isn't like this isn't happening. This isn't going to be like uncovered. Right. And like Hillary Donald Clinton's Trump isn't going to come in and like take the presidency back. Right. They thought Hillary Clinton yeah. was going to be hung at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> Yeah, like, like publicly. I wanted to think it was going to be funny. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. And then I read through it and I was like, this is just really sad because, yeah, these people largely, like, especially all the stories you hear about people who were like, oh, they were like totally normal and had like normal beliefs. And then right. suddenly they just turned into like these QAnon crazy people. It's like, oh, that is actually like a kind of a huge bummer that oh, yeah. people can be influenced that severely. And then like some of these people did wake back up out of like this trance and they were like, oh, fuck. Right. Like, well, it's a cult. I alienated a lot of people. Yeah, it's a fucking cult. It's crazy. And it's an interesting it's cult. It's a, so, it's a it's a unique cult because there's no charismatic leader that whose name whose like word is Bond who everybody follows. Like every other yeah. cult you can think of has like a charismatic leader at the center who at least started the cult. So it's really wild that it's just like a sort of dispersed leaderless cult that just has influenced people from every almost every country. Like there's like a whole French thing, there's a in, in African QAnon one of the earliest guys in QAnon was like South African. So anyways, what? so yeah. So we like have to dive into that a little bit to go through some of these topics. But again, we are not believers of QAnon. No, we are not supporters. There will be no QAnon hashtag on this topic so that nope. we do not have believers finding no. our podcast. Like no. we're good. And I don't want anybody listening to this. Po- so part of the reason, so I wanted to kind of, kind of introduce QAnon and then I also kind of want to go back to one of the core tenets of QAnon because I, I don't want anybody listening to like think there's any credence not that I think our listeners would believe in QAnon but I don't want anybody to think there's any credence to a lot of the QAnon claims other than maybe just the generic idea that child sex trafficking exists and powerful elite people are part of it um, I'm looking at you Prince Andrew from England but so <laughs> shit, shit, <laughs> calling him out specific call out dude Look, go down that rabbit hole. Look, go down the rabbit hole of Prince Andrew oh, and you will see that he is almost definitely a child rapist who was good friends with Jeffrey Epstein and is now somehow dodging the authorities because he's part of the royal family of England. Shit, I did not know this. Yeah, it's sad. It's I will be looking into infuriating. this. infuriating. So anyways, so yeah, so that's, that is QAnon. You can go a lot deeper into it, but we're not going to right now. The... One of the core tenets of QAnon is that there is this 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 cabal. They call it the, like like the cabal of globalists. Which, if you ever see globalists or like or like like the bankers anywhere in a conspiracy theory, then that's just insert the word Jew, and that's essentially what they're talking about. Um, oh, yeah. So the idea is that that there's these globalists who are running this cabal to harvest adrenochrome to keep all of these rich people young and vital, and that's why celebrities are young and they don't like ever age it seems like it's not the fact that they have you know millions of dollars no stress and access to like the best medical care on earth no it has nothing to do with that it's the adrenochrome yeah so couldn't be that no yeah so they 
these globalists are part of the part of the thing that they believe is that these globalists aren't just harvesting adrenochrome, that they're also performing these satanic rituals. And these satanic rituals and the murdering of children for their adrenochrome, they're also sacrificing these children to the god Moloch. They believe that they're sacrificing them to that basically the Jews and the quote unquote like globalists have been sacrificing children to the deity Moloch since the Bronze Age and that it has continued unhindered since then and everything from the Illuminati to the uh, the Bilderberg group, all of these sort of like secretive conspiracy theory laden groups are really just this one like cult that is sacrificing children to Moloch. And that is part of the QAnon movement is that it's like, I mean, maybe the casual QAnon like viewer hasn't seen that or doesn't necessarily believe that, but a core tenant is that it's a, it's a mass sort of like satanic ritual that's happening. Everything from, um, they've even talked about how the, the people dying from QAnon or from QAnon, the people dying from COVID are, um, since COVID was like released and it's a pandemic and all that shit, which that's a whole nother story. Um, they believe that yeah. because it's like a, a bioweapon that's murdering people, that's killing people. They believe that, you know, it's actually a large scale satanic ritual in order to sacrifice all of these people to Moloch. Jesus. Yeah. So Dude. this is like so much more intense than I ever. Right. Expected. Like I was going into this and I just, oh it just kept God. moving forward in time. And I was like, Oh shit, this stuff, this is like still a thing. And it absolutely wow. is a thing. Um, like it's insane. It's, it's, it's wild. And it's even more wild when you go back to the beginning about what I first said about how there's a debate as to whether or not Moloch actually was a deity. Or if Moloch was just the general concept of sacrificing children. So if you've created this whole cosmology, this whole like belief structure that is QAnon, that is based upon the idea that Moloch is this like all-knowing demon that we've been sacrificing children to for, you know, 4,000 years, your central tenant is wrong, potentially, because Moloch isn't even that. Moloch is just the general concept of sacrificing children. So it's like, there is no central deity. Like, then who are we sacrificing these children to? The whole, I mean, so many parts of QAnon is just like a quilt. And if you start to quilt, spart, spelt with a Q, um, you, if you pull any of the <laughs> any of the threads along the edge of the quilt, the whole thing just unravels. But if you, yeah. you know, pile enough threads on it, then... <sighs> yeah, it just yeah. looks real good. I mean, to some fucking people. I just can't even, like, yeah. handle that none of that no it's crazy and it's it's one of those things too where if you want to go down that rabbit hole and start to look into that it's a fascinating story but it's just it can get dangerous if you don't if you aren't sort of like aware of the fact that you're being propagandized to i mean one thing i want to kind of end on is that QAnon has gotten more extreme so q the guy so the whole story of QAnon is that there's a guy named q or a person named q who is a high-level um, member of the intelligence community who was part of Donald Trump's White House. And this person was posting on the anonymous messaging forum 4chan and then 8chan later and basically saying, like, giving all this cryptic knowledge of, like, like sealed indictments are coming, Hillary Clinton's going to hang, and, like, 
this so that's where QAnon comes from is that that there was this person who was leaving these breadcrumbs to let you unravel the conspiracy basically so that everybody who went on 4chan or 8chan got to be like a member of like this sort of community of people who were trying to decode these the Q drops as they called them so this was that was like the closest that you got in QAnon to a charismatic like a charismatic cult figure was this person Q but Q hasn't posted since December of 2020 so it's been yeah. seven months at this point eight whatever like 10 months almost almost a whole year with no cue um <laughs> time is an illusion but um, classic gray <laughs> he's like it's been like three months since december like it's been so it has long. been at least three months um, it's fucking springtime like it hasn't posted in months time is a flat circle uh, nothing is real but yeah time's not real so <laughs> with the cult leader gone it's sort of just QAnon has just kind of been in some ways like people thought it was going to fizzle out but what's really happened is that it's just sort of like it's just splintered into like a hundred different directions and people are there are sort of like mainstream republicans like um marjorie taylor green who are sort of taking it and trying to make like policy based on this there's some who but there's a big faction so now that they've kind of had to go underground and like instagram facebook twitter have banned QAnon hashtags they've had to sort of go to places like gab or um these places that are uh, like I think discord even where it's this sort of insular community that doesn't do any kind of content moderation. So neo-Nazis and white supremacists are going into these QAnon groups and trying to kind of like actively, there's been chat logs leaked about like neo-Nazis talking about like, we're going to go in and we're going to see who's the most vulnerable and try to message them and like convert them essentially to like white supremacy so these white supremacist groups are literally Jesus. trying to like recruit from these these QAnon groups because they know like all oh, these people are already radicalized they already believe Donald Trump is the savior so it's like that not that farther of a push to let them know about like white genocide or something like that so there's there's people who are capitalizing on the anti-semitism in QAnon to recruit QAnon people who in a lot of ways are just regular fucking conservative moms and dads and whatever um trying to recruit these regular ass people into these like really extreme far-right fascist and neo-nazi groups and it all goes back to moloch it all goes back to blood libel it all goes back to these stories that we've been telling about the jews for a thousand years four thousand years and it all goes back to the potentially incorrect assumption that the pre-yahweh jews sacrifice children to a god named moloch wow dang yeah that was like that was like documentary level <laughs> like starting off with like a like already interesting topic to be like oh cool like this cool demon well not cool demon but this right. demon that's interesting we're gonna learn about this and then it like morphs into this like massive thing and then like ultimately just like any good documentary leaves you feeling completely hopeless yes. great <laughs> well completely like uh, questions yeah. every decision i've made like wow I, did i really bring a child into like this fucking world I like know. what the fuck dude it's just like yeah i mean Shit, i don't want to leave anybody feeling pessimistic but i guess th the thing you can do is check in on your friends ask them what they think of uh you ever heard of adrenochrome and if they're like oh yeah and they start <laughs> to really talk about it you can start to try to de-radicalize them just try to talk to them about like you know yeah. that's all just like an anti-semitic conspiracy theory right do you really hate the Jews? Yeah. You really go hate the there. Jews that much? Yeah, just go from there. That's what you can do. Like you can take a step today. Yeah. 
to try to like undoctrinate is that a word undoctrinate these de- fucking de-radicalize QAnon de- yes de-radicalize we're just gonna just move them from over there back to over here like yeah. back to just like the land of normal people yeah. and uh reality at least yeah wow <sighs> yep wow did not see that going in that direction at no. all no I honestly didn't think it was gonna go that deep either um dang yeah which you know Still, again, like very terrifying topic for Halloween. That, yeah, uh, right. There are people alive today, and like more than I feel comfortable with, that actually believe the shit that Gray was just talking about. So, yep, you know, it's mainstream. Let that terrify politics. you today. Well, it's funny mm-hmm. that you were talking. To, uh, well, just I guess one thing to end on. The one good thing about QAnon is that they are going to eat themselves from the inside out. The good thing about a yeah. group like that is that none of them will ever trust each other. So Marjorie Taylor Greene has been the most prominent sort of member of the Republican Party who has espoused QAnon beliefs, but she was recently called a communist and um, basically said that she was a child molester by another even farther right member of QAnon because she had the audacity to say that we should impeach Biden, which implies that Biden actually is the president, whereas QAnon believes that Donald Trump was, is, and will continue to be the president and that uh, Biden is either a clone, a robot, or somebody actually said that it's uh, Jim Carrey (laughs) wearing a mask. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. Yeah. That's too far. It's fucking insane. So yeah, again, the good thing is that, that they're just, it's just getting wilder. They're all just kind of swimming in the same toxic soup. And so- it's just going to get too crazy for the average person and they're going to eat themselves from the inside out and hopefully they don't do too much damage before they do. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is like, that's like, like you were saying, like asking your friends, like there's a whole uh, trend on TikTok right now that is just like somebody started it and they're like, Oh, my favorite thing to do on like, just insert any dating like app. Um, like my favorite thing to weed out fucking people I never want to date is to ask them what like what's your most unpopular opinion or like your most <laughs> controversial opinion. Yep. And uh man, people just outing themselves left and right. Mm-hmm. Like either like they don't believe in the vaccine or they don't believe that Biden's president or just any number of like conspiracy fucking like racist anti-science anti-semitic conspiracy theories mm-hmm. like just like okay cool great to know that the first thing talking to you yep. and now we will not be continuing this conversation yep. so like, all right i'm gonna have to yeah, go try that with your friends yeah what's your most controversial opinion and you'll get some uh some good shit you can go from there try to fix some of this shit man i just want to go back to when we were just talking about fucking uh, um spring heel jack you know spring heel yeah, jack right. isn't radicalizing anybody man no, like early, early unknowable days were great. There was like no QAnon and no COVID mm-hmm. and we were just like, just free as fucking eagles. Yeah. Just not living in that world at all. It's great. And now yeah. conspiracy theories are just like a part of like mainstream life where I wonder if anybody yeah. listening is like, oh, I wonder if they're going to do it about like, you know, COVID conspiracies or something. Oh, I don't yeah, know. no, that will never happen. Yeah. No, and like, well, you know, like, of course, with any of this stuff, like, we've talked about doing an episode on QAnon, but mm-hmm. it's just so, I feel like it's going to take so many, like, every five minutes, we're going to have to, like, once again, just, like, for anybody tuning in late in the episode, like, FYI, right. we do not believe this. Like, we do not right. 
support this. We have nothing to do with this, but it exists as a conspiracy theory. And there are a lot of things that do that. Like I have a real issue with Mm -hmm. even things like 9-11 wasn't real. The Boston marathon bombing wasn't real. Fucking COVID wasn't real. Like the Holocaust wasn't real. You've got a whole list of things that people like, not the majority, but like, you know, a healthy number of people do believe. And the, you know, part of why we talk about what we talk about is it's interesting to like, think about why people believe this stuff and like how stories morph and change again, like, stories being passed verbally, things changing, like what about the current culture and the current society and current everything like shapes and molds the way that people think about these things, because there are a lot of belief systems like this that come about that like wouldn't, if like the political system wasn't what it was, or if there wasn't like a distrust in this or whatever. Right. And so it's fascinating for that reason. But like we, I feel like we agree on the fact that like we do run the risk of, when we talk about something like making it seem like that's something that we believe and that we're like right into and think is like healthy to believe even, um, you know, most of the stuff we've talked about with a noble stuff, if, you know, if we're talking in the realm of like things that are debated to exist, aren't harmful to think about. Like it's not typically harmful to believe that like ghosts exist or right. a certain cryptid exists. Like that's a pretty harmless belief even if it like somehow takes over your whole life and you like spend your entire life searching for bigfoot or whatever like that's still a pretty harmless obsession right exactly um thinking that like a fucking global pandemic isn't real and that it's like a political prop for whatever (laughs) like that actually is damaging like that does do harm uh to yourself and to those around you so you know there are things like that where it's like do we want to run the risk of talking about this thing and even having it like mentioned on the podcast having like an episode with that title of like COVID like pandemic. Like I don't want somebody necessarily like looking through our episode archive and seeing that and thinking like, Oh fuck no, I'm not going to listen to these like anti-science idiots, which some people might already think that if they're like, Oh, all they talk about is cryptids and ghosts and demons. Like they might already be like, wow, it's like not a huge jump from that to COVID conspiracies. But like, we're here to tell you that it is actually a pretty big jump. Like we do, believe to some degree in like a lot of weird shit but like right. not that weird shit or at least so. understand that it is unknowable yeah yeah right like so whereas the unknowable yeah. part of QAnon we'll is it's unknowable how anyone can believe this bullshit yeah exactly like that's so you never know we thankfully we've got so many other topics that we don't need to do that and also like again my fear is like a, that people who actually genuinely believe that stuff will start to like listen to our shit and like come into our circle, which is not something I want, but also yes. that people who believe that shit who are, have proven themselves to be irrational and dangerous may like become angry with us, which is also yes. not something I'm looking no. for. Nope. So, uh, there's that. So, you know, maybe we'll just stick to a uh, super fun, like missing people yeah. and, awesome cryptids for now something that hopefully nobody will try to like shoot us through the window of our car for oh yeah that'd be great it's a good thing i would like that to not happen yeah i don't need our grandmother yelling at me she gets like really mad at me when she finds out that i do something like stupid out in public where i like get mad at somebody you know rightfully out in public she's like do you know how many people have guns these days (laughs) you have a child (laughs) yeah and i'm like fuck fuck you're right you're right grandma you're right so yeah so yeah (laughs) somehow 
that it's going to be great to put in the uh, description of this episode. Like somehow we started on the topic of demons and we mostly talked about QAnon. Yep. It's great. It's great. Welcome it's great. to Unknowable guys. Yeah. Welcome back. Um, so yeah, that's a, I won't even pretend like I know which episode number this is. No, time is an illusion. It's a flat Six, circle. 60 something. Um, but yeah, welcome back. Uh, we are, like I said, we are back for the foreseeable future. Yep. We plan to like actually stay on top of our shit. Yes. So next episode will be, you know, mid November ish. So keep an eye out. Um, as always check out our Patreon. Yep. We again, will be getting back into that. So we will, um, the goal is to have some regular things on there, like little specials behind the scenes. Um, you know, eventually we want to get to the point where we're doing like even video versions when we get back to recording in person. Um, right. Doing some like video of our recording sessions so you can see, um, you know, just how raw and unedited uh, it really is. Yep. Um, and yeah, just all kinds of goodies. Gray is doing a lot of uh, screen printing. Yep. So we're going to have some cool like bags and shirts and things like that that are all 100% designed by Gray, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and yeah, check us out. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Facebook. We're always happy to have feedback, questions, requests for episodes. Uh, let us know. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. always let us know. Cause happy to be back. We've gotten a few good few good uh suggestions from some listeners and yeah oh yeah we get it's great to be back tons of good ones great to be back so episode uh something of unknowable unknowable love you